Hello and welcome to That's in the Bible, episode two. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians awake. Well, welcome back, and uh, we're glad to have you back joining us again for episode two. Today, we're going to take a look at why good people don't go to heaven. My name's Eric, and joining me today, actually via Skype, because he's not here in the studio, is Matt. How you doing today, Matt? Very well, thank you, Eric. How are you today? Doing pretty well, and uh, glad to have you uh, on the program again. I'm excited about our second program. Um, how about you? I'm very excited. I think this is going to be a good show. Um, uh, thank you for the comment that we had uh, last show. That's great. Uh, from Jerry Calabri. He's a good brother in the Lord uh, at uh, Buckley Road, where I go to church, uh, Buckley Road Baptist Church. And, uh, boy, we want more comments. Uh, but we're excited about this show, and we hope that uh, everybody enjoys this show as well. Glory to Jesus is coming soon. Morning or Okay, and um, it's time now for our quote of the day. Our first president, George Washington, said, It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. And that really kind of follows the theme of our show, saying that we're really taking a close look at the things that are in the Bible. Yeah, I think that's great that, that the president said that. We don't hear that anymore at all. From any president, we don't hear that in the school systems or in the uh, courthouses, anywhere like that. And the reason why is because really us as a nation has thrown out the Bible. The Bible has been thrown out of the school systems, but the school is what tells us that there's consequences for what we do. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. There's a judgment for what we do. And uh, Jesus Christ said in Matthew 12, 36, but I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. So being governed by the Bible uh, really makes the best people. And that's really what the president's saying there. I think that's great. Yes, I agree. And uh, too bad all of our elected officials today weren't, you know, like that. And you know, I just wanted to comment that it, I, I did hear from at least uh, one or two people related to our last quote of the day, uh, where we had uh, Barack Obama uh, talk about his Muslim faith, or actually what they said was, you know, he just slipped up. He, he didn't mean to say his Muslim faith. He just got confused. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess I can see their point. I know I often get confused when I talk about my Christian faith and sometimes just say my Muslim faith or my Hindu faith. I, it's hard for me to keep straight what faith I am. Yeah, it's very confusing. Sometimes I say, you know, my Seventh-day Adventist faith or my, uh, you know, my Catholic faith. Or my uh, but Mormon I like to say faith. my Christian faith, you know. Right. So, uh, I don't know. So, for those of you that were offended by that, Lighten up. You can have a little fun. You know, it's uh, it's not all the gloom and doom. Yeah, this is what we want to do on this show. We want it to be a relaxing kind of sit at your house, uh, sit at your computer, uh, listen to the Word of God, but also have a little bit of fun with it. You know, uh, it's just not all seriousness. Um, you know, we try to have a little bit of fun and just make it a relaxing atmosphere. 
All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our lesson for today. And where our study today actually is why good people don't go to heaven. Well, I'm glad you could join us again today for That's in the Bible. And today we're taking a look at why good people don't go to heaven. And I know when you first hear that, you you think, how can that be? I mean, it's the bad people that don't go to heaven. Of course, good people do go to heaven. Well, let's take a look today and see what exactly is in the Bible about that. Often what people mean when they say, you know, good people go to heaven is they mean something like this. And this is truly what they what they believe. They say, um, well, you know, I, I believe as long as you believe in God and, you know, you try and do your best, you know, live a good life, um, you're going to be okay because, you know, your good's going to kind of outweigh your bad. God's going to take a look at that and he's going to say, hey, well, you did your best. You know, you believe in God. So there you go. But just the general belief in God is really not the answer. If you take a look in the Bible, in the book of James, chapter 2, verse 19, it says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. So here you have satanic beings that also believe in God. And for one moment, we would not expect satanic beings to wind up in heaven, and they don't. So a general belief in God is not what we get what will get you to heaven. So perhaps it is being good then. Perhaps if you believe uh, you know that you're a good person and you're sincere about it and you you try your best, perhaps just being a good person will get you to heaven. So let's take a look at the Bible, our final authority. And let's see what the Bible has to say about us being good people. In the book of Romans, that's in the New Testament, we're going to look at chapter 3, verse 10. And here's what it says. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So the Bible here in Romans 3.10 says, there isn't anyone that's righteous. In Romans 3.23, that's chapter 3, verse 23, the Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So with these two verses already, we see that there is none righteous, no, not one. That includes you, your grandmother, me, your father, your mother. None righteous. And everyone has sinned. Let's take a look in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, and that's towards the end of your New Testament, 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, and here's what it says. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So once again, the Bible says that we are sinners, that there's none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verse 6, it says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness 
are as filthy rags. So being righteous, the best we can do in God's eyes are filthy rags. So when people talk about being good, you know, that their good's going to outweigh their bad, so far God's God's word has a completely different viewpoint on our goodness. And we've seen that it's not what we maybe had thought it was. Often people think that they're going to work their way to heaven, that they're, it's their good works that is going to, to help get them into heaven. Again, the Bible actually speaks very plainly about this in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. In Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Did you catch that? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works. That's verse 9, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 9, not of works, lest any man should boast. So there's not going to be any boasting in heaven. It's not going to be, hey, you know, I was I was good enough to make it here. I, you know, the others who were around me weren't very good, and I saw a lot of people doing bad things. But you know what? Look at me. I'm in heaven because of my good works. I was good enough. My good outweighed my bad. Well, the Bible clearly states right here that that is not going to be the case. That's not going to happen. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. There won't be any boasting in heaven on your good works or on my good works. Because as God looks at it, the best we can do are as filthy rags. Now, I realize that a lot of this runs contrary to what you may have been taught, and perhaps even in a church somewhere, or may have just simply believed because it seemed to make sense to you. A good verse to recall and to remember is Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, which says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So there's ways that that are going to seem right to the natural man, to to people, but according to God, those are the ways that will lead you to death. Another one is Proverbs 3, verse 5, which says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. So again, we've got, directions here from God uh, about not trusting our own thoughts and thinking on this, but but to lean, trust in the Lord, and lean not unto thine own understanding. So when it comes to trusting the Lord, he's left us behind a book, a Bible, a completely perfect book without any error in it, and one that we can trust, and one that really is a good guidebook on, on how to live. And, and when we're looking at the, the uh, topic of getting to heaven, so far we've seen that being a good person is not the way. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, again, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You, you're not working your way to heaven. You're not going to be able to boast on your good works. Folks that 
often think this way, again, as I've said, have this idea that, you know, believing in a God or believing in God, which we've already looked at in the book of James that says, you know, the devils believe in God. That's, that's, that's not the answer. And we've also seen that working your way to heaven is not the answer. But when they think about working their way to heaven, I think that they somehow think it's spiritual because they, you know, they, they think back to the Ten Commandments. Well, if I I try and follow those Ten Commandments the best I can. I'm, I'm going to be okay. Well, in point of fact, there were many more than Ten Commandments. But let's say if you were just to try and follow the Ten Commandments, I would say 99% of the people that say that they're trying to follow the Ten Commandments could not tell you what the Ten Commandments were. And if they were pressed to look them up, if you handed them a Bible and said, okay, show me the Ten Commandments that you're following, would not be able to find the chapter or verse that those Ten Commandments are found in. So how can you possibly follow the Ten Commandments, work your way to heaven, when you don't even know what they are or wouldn't know where to find them? So let's take a look at what the Bible does say. If, if you're not going to be a good person, if, if being a good person is not going to get you to heaven, are you telling me that it's the evil people that are getting to heaven? Of course not. Let's take a look and see what God's Word does say about how to get to heaven. So the Bible makes it clear that man is unrighteous, that he, the best he can do is, is nothing but filthy rags, that we are all sinners. In Romans 5, chapter 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. So that's everybody. All have sinned. So if you're a sinner, and I'm a sinner, you need to know this. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So just as you earn wages on a job, and you get paid for what you do, and, and for the job that you do, since we're sinners. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, and we certainly are going to die a physical death, as we discovered in Romans 5, chapter 12, through the result of Adam's fall, which he passed upon all mankind, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, that's Adam, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So, but the Bible in Romans 6.23, when it says, for the wages of sin is death, is not talking just about a physical death, but also what is called the second death. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 21, verse 8, the Bible says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You see, there's a physical death that we will go through, but also there is a second death, and that second death, its ultimate final location, is hell in the lake of fire. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, it says, And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. So there's a death beyond the physical death 
that we experience in the grave, there's also a burning, painful death. You know, someone said to me the other day that they had heard that someone had told them that though there wasn't really any hell, that uh, hell was just something made up to scare people into, you know, to get them into believing and, and following along in some sort of religious way in the Bible or, or some sort of religion. But that doesn't make sense on a lot of different levels. But just on one alone, Jesus Christ himself, when he walked the earth, as God manifest in the flesh, talked about hell three times more than he talked about heaven. So it doesn't make sense. It, it really um, is, I think, an argument for people that are perhaps on their way to hell and are trying to uh, somehow negate it. Um, but as of now, as we've looked in the Bible, we see that there is a hell, that there is a painful, burning second death. So in case there's still any doubt that, well, maybe I could work my way to heaven, let's look at some more verses. Because you don't build a doctrine, you don't build anything from the Bible on just one or two verses. That's what cults do. Let's compare Scripture with Scripture as we're admonished to do. And in the book of Titus, again in the New Testament, chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Again, that's the whole verse, but if you look at just that first few words, not by works of righteousness which we have done. So again, it's not our own good works. You know, even back in Jesus' time, there were people that wanted to work their way to heaven. They even came up to him and asked him. In in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 28, it says, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? You'll notice in the next verse where Jesus answers, answers them, he doesn't say, you know, follow the Ten Commandments, do the best that you can, be a good person, try and, you know, have your good outweigh your bad. Here's what he answers them. In verse 29, Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye ye believe on him whom he hath sent. Let's listen to that again. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. So it's about belief. It's about faith. It's not about works. This would have been a perfect time if it was about works for Jesus to say to them, you know, do these works. He doesn't say that. He instead says, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. So if you want to follow the commandments, the commandment for today is 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. And it says, and this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. So it's about believing on Jesus Christ. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So if you're going to God, God the Father, the only way to get there is through Jesus Christ. It's not Muhammad. It's not Buddha. It's it's nothing else. It's through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. In the book of Acts, Chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men 
whereby we must be saved. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Again, it's not Buddha. It's not Muhammad. It's not even Mary. It's only through Jesus Christ. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So the Bible says if you've been trusting in your own good works, if you've been thinking that your good is going to somehow outweigh your bad, if you've had a general belief in a God, again, the devils also believe. If, if you've been thinking that any of these thoughts, that this would somehow get you to heaven, Now's the time for you to repent, to turn back from that, and to turn around and say, you know what, that's not true. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So you need to repent. You need to turn back from the things that you've been doing, the, the works that you think you've been trying to do to get yourself to heaven, the, the goodness that you believe or did believe to have been in yourself that would somehow get you to heaven, that would separate you from, from what you would have considered bad people or evil people, and realize that, you know what, all of our righteousnesses is filthy rags. I can't get to heaven on my own. I'm not going to work, be able to work my way to heaven Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So realizing that, let's take a look in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. The Bible says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In chapter 13 of the same, I'm sorry, in verse 13 of chapter 10, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's faith. It's faith and calling upon Jesus Christ, confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believing in your heart, not your head, but in your heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So if you repent from going your own way, from trying to establish your own good works to get you to heaven, if you realize that you're a sinner, for the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and you call upon Jesus to save you, the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you do that, then you can become a son or child of God. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So if you believed on the name of Jesus Christ, if you've called on him today, if you've prayed to him to ask him to save you, then you can become a child of God, a son of God. Again, not through your own good works, not through your righteousness. No good people on their own merits will get to heaven. It's by belief in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. It's faith in Jesus plus nothing. It's not faith in Jesus plus you being a good person. Although, 
and we'll talk about this on another episode, good works will follow because as a Christian um, and having the Holy Spirit inside you, you will find yourself wanting to do those things uh, that are pleasing to God. And good works will follow, but it has nothing to do with your salvation. It's faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. You know, this point was made, I think, evidently clear in the book of Galatians in chapter 2, verse 21, where it says, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. The law being the commandments. So if you could have gotten the grace of God or been saved through the law, then Christ would have died in vain. There would have been no reason for Christ Jesus Christ, to hang on the cross and to take the sins of the world if, in fact, you could have made it through the law by following the commandments and being a good person. Again, that makes absolutely no sense at all. And in Galatians chapter 2, verse 21, that's what it says. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. And that's our study for today on why good people don't go to heaven. Yeah, that's a that's a great study, Eric. Uh, you know, so many people believe that by their own righteousness, you know, by their own good works, their own good deeds, their goods going outweigh their bad, that they're going to get to heaven. But you set up very plainly from the Bible, Romans three ten, and as is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So a lot of people say, well, hey, you know, how do I how do I get to heaven? How do I become righteous enough to get to heaven? While Galatians two twenty one says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So like you said, Eric, the, the law does not uh, merit us to get to heaven. If we fulfill all the law, yet we offend in one point, which is what James chapter 2, verse 10 says, uh, we are guilty of the whole entire law. And there's just no way to get to heaven. Uh, but you said it very plainly through the Bible that it's through Jesus Christ's own righteousness, by God's own righteousness, uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Once you get saved... The, the Bible is going to open itself to you. you. That's a spiritual book, and to understand it, you have to be spiritually alive. And a lot of people say, well, okay, well, why was the law given to us then? You know, why was the Ten Commandments given to us if we're not supposed to use them to get to heaven? And the bottom line is, when you go to the Bible and see what the Bible says, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, God gave uh, the Ten Commandments and all the other laws uh, to Moses um, on the Mount Sinai. But the thing is, is that now that's past. We're in the grace period. Um, and what the Bible says in Romans 3.20, it says, Romans chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So by the Ten Commandments, we can say, well, hey, I've stolen once in my lifetime, whether it be music off the Internet, uh, whether it be, you know, a test question off of somebody else's paper, whatever. Uh, I've told one lie, even if it be a white lie. Uh, just two of those right there out of the Ten Commandments, I've broken, which means I'm guilty before God. So God gave those Ten Commandments to us so that we can know we are sinners and we need a Savior to get to heaven. And Galatians chapter 3, verse 24 says, Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. So the law for us today is to show us that we're sinners. There's no way we can get to heaven. Uh, it's only through the shed blood of Jesus Christ uh, that we can get to heaven and putting our 100% total trust in Jesus Christ. 
All right. So next time we'll have Steve back with us again. Steve has been sick and uh, we're looking forward to having him join us again. Other than that, we're going to end with a short interview that I did with um, one of the men from the men's quartet that we've been using to open the show and close the show with. Travis Smith. Travis Smith. So happened to be out in Deposit, New York. It was the organization of the um, West Branch Baptist Church in Deposit with Pastor Dewey Stewart. And the quartet sang there. So I was able to bring the mobile recording studio with me from That's in the Bible. And we recorded a short snippet of an interview that I did with uh, Travis, and then we recorded the quartet. So we'll listen to that to take us out. All right, Matt, see you next time. All right, Eric. We're in Deposit, New York, and I'm here with uh, Travis Smith. And uh, you're from the uh, the Buckley Road. Uh, you're with the men's quartet, aren't you, Travis? That's correct. I'm also the youth pastor. And the youth pastor. Now, how'd you guys, how'd the quartet get started? Well, uh, it was, I guess, through many different circumstances, but uh, just kind of formed um, through... Uh, a lot of different people just want to sing, I guess. Uh, now, what what uh, tenor? What do you sing exactly on that? I sing the baritone. Um, I used to sing the bass, which is what I enjoy singing. But a guy came that can sing a lot lower than me, so now so I sing the the, uh, the alto or the uh, or, uh, or the baritones, which we call it for men. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, we really appreciate the music, and I know that many of our listeners do as well. We want to thank you again for uh, singing. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, right, Tom. I'm standing on the solid rock. I'm standing, standing on, the rock, on the rock, on the rock of ages, sacred every storm, all the storms of ages, rich in love and rich, not from Satan's wages. I'm standing on the solid rock. Disappointment, strife and discontentment I cast my every care on the Lord No matter what obsession, pain or deep depression I'm standing on the solid rock I'm standing on the rock, on the rock, on the rock of ages Safe from every storm, all the storms that rages Comfort came the Spirit of the Lord. Now with His Word to guide me, from temptation hide me, I'm standing on the solid rock. I'm standing standing on the rock rock of ages, safe from every storm. All the storms storms that rages, rich in love and rich, but not from from Satan's wages, I'm standing on the solid rock. Let me hold me I'm trusting in my Savior day by day. And close is that is our nation, firm is its foundation. So on the solid rock I'll stay. I'm standing on the rock, on the rock of ages. Safe from every storm, all the storms that rages. Rich in love and rich, 
wages, not from saints and wages. I'm standing on the solid, standing on the solid, standing on the solid.